Welcome to On Air with Russell of Hotels, where we talk about everything hospitality, from hotels to influencers and everything in between. We will feature guest interviews with hospitality professionals who will share their experiences. Your host, Russell Edmond, has spent over 25 years in the hospitality industry, beginning his career with Marriott International in hotel operations, before moving into the sales arena and becoming a relationship building director of sales and marketing. Russell then went to the other side as a hospitality entrepreneur. He now consults in the hotel and meeting space, which includes being the CEO of Russell of Hotels Group. Did I mention he was a veggie foodie? Yes, Russell is always looking for good non-meat eats. Please welcome your host, Russell Edmond. I'm back. I'm back. Thank you again for joining on air with Russell of Hotels Live Hospitality Talk Show. It's show number 223. It's Tuesday, September 26th. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, I'm not live. I'm live from L.A., but not live from the Sofitel Hotel. But I was there last week, a couple days. And, of course, I took video and, and, and pictures and all that kind of stuff. So anytime I do a show, a live show, a live hospitality talk show or digital show, podcast, whatever we call them these days, uh, I'm always going to display a hotel. I'm always going to showcase a hotel, promote a hotel. And today is no exception. Today is the Sofitel Beverly Hills. And I gave you some specifics of it. 295 rooms, 10 meeting rooms, and about 21,412 square feet. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's a good-sized hotel. Uh, restaurant, they have a bar. They have a lot of little smaller spaces, like for parties and things like that. They have a nice restaurant. They have an outside patio. Um, it's actually kind of cool, though, right? Because it's not too far. Like I said, it's right across from the Beverly Center. So the mall is right there. A lot of restaurants and shops within walking distance of the hotel. So it's kind of, and if you need to be in the hospital, you need to be at the Cedar sinai which is the best in L.A. It's literally a stone's throw away. Does that make sense? You, you can throw a stone and hit Cedar sinai from where this hotel is. So, um, so there you go. So if you got emergency situations, uh, you know what, you just walk out back and you'll be at the hospital. So, but anyways, but that is a world renowned hotel. So of course, you know, they get a lot of business from that and they get a lot of entertainment business as well. Um, so, so there you go. So what you're seeing now, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lobby area. So you just, Went past. We I just panned the front desk area, and this is the elevator bank right there. If you keep going, you'll you'll see curtains right there, which leads to like a sitting area, multiple sitting areas, and then the restaurant is back there. And then you can from there go to the outside patio and stuff like that. So if you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't been there, you need to check it out, right? So that is once again the Sofitel Hotel, independent hotel. You guys know I'm big on independent hotels. I love independent. Hotels, boutique-ish kind of hotels, and this one is, like I said, no exception. So, Sofitel Hotel, Beverly Hills. But all the, the because um, I switched from scene to scene, every scene that I, um, every scene that I go to during my show will be something from the Sofitel. Some of them will be the same still picture, but it's still the Sofitel Hotel, right? So, today's show is about the Sofitel Hotel. So, anyway, um, before I forget... 
This is today, right? So HSMAI Hospitality Hour is today. Today's Tuesday. I've been talking about this for the last several days. So uh, today at 5, thir- uh, 5 o'clock to 8 o'clock at the Hyatt House slash Hyatt Place. Why, why, why do you say Hyatt House slash Hyatt Place? Because it's the same. It's in the same building. It's a dual branded property. It's Hyatt House, Hyatt Place. Those are two different brands, but these are happen to be in the same building, right? So it's a dual product. One building, two brands. There you go. And they're located on Century Boulevard, 5959 West Century Boulevard. And guess what? I'm going to be there. So um, hope to see you there. So I just want to mention that real quick. And, of course, I cannot go. I can't do a show on air with Russell of Hotels without, without mentioning that sponsor, my sponsor. That's Level Level Los Angeles, downtown south on South Olive. So stayinglevel.com. Go to the website. Always book direct. I don't care where you stay. If you're staying at the Sofatel, book direct there. If you're staying at Level Hotel, stay stayinglevel.com is their website. Use their promo code ROH23. So um, you get that rate that I would get. Okay, and it won't be free. You know, I always talk about free 99, but you won't be getting a free rate, but at least you'll be getting a rate that I would pay. It will be a discounted rate. Right. And what's the good thing about the level hotels is that, <clears throat> first of all, it's located downtown, not too far from Crypto Arena, not too far from the convention center. But all the rooms are suites, one, two and three bedroom suites. They start off at 700 square feet, meaning, you know, give me some reference, Russell. OK, your typical hotel size, your typical hotel, the size of their rooms is 300 to 350 square feet. So this is like double the size, right? These start off at 700 square feet. They also have a full kitchen, and they also have washers and dryers. And they all, all the rooms have balconies. You can't beat that, right? So there you go. Once again, stainlevel.com is the website. Just use the promo code ROH23, and that's the Level Hotel LA. A quick thank you to Miss Jana Usher of Jana Divine Hospitality. She was my guest last week. So if you did not get to see that show with Jana Divine, it was lit. It was fire as always. Uh, she's been on before, right? We always have a lot to talk about. And with her, I don't, I don't, first of all, people never know the questions I'm going to ask them when I do have, you know, a guest on to have a conversation, right? I never let them know what the questions I'm going to ask, but I mean, and I think that's the best way to have a conversation with someone when they're not expecting certain questions. Right. So and she didn't know the questions. And, you know, like I said, it's just it was all just a natural thing. It was all organic, like they say. Right. So if you have not checked it out, go back here on LinkedIn and YouTube and just look at last week's show. Uh, You'll see it right with with Miss Jana Usher, a.k.a. Jana Divine Hospitality. Right. So she's all about training uh, training, customer service training, upselling, promoting, either that's your hotel brand or that's your restaurant. Okay. So, uh, and a lot of restaurants need a lot of help, right? So we talked about when do, when, when should a, you know, proprietor or a manager know that, Hey, maybe I need to bring someone in to help me with training. You know, um, she talks about that, right? Cause that's the question I asked her. I said, when, when should they call you, Jana? And she basically went that with, through the steps, like if you get to this point, you should be calling me, right? I can assist you with this. I can assist you with that. I mean, so check it out, listen to it, watch it. Uh, if you have any questions at all, as you can see on the ticker below, 
uh, com. That is her website and her phone number and email are right there. So there you go. So there's no reason why you can't say, well, you know what? I saw that girl on, on, uh, Russell of hotels, uh, his show, uh, on air Russell for tales. And I never got a, I never got the address or the phone number. No, 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 no. The web is her web address or, or her website is Jana divine hospitality.com. Once you get there, her phone number is there. Her email is there, right? So there's no exception for you not calling and, you know, asking her for help, you know, throw up the white flag and it's okay. It's nothing, nothing wrong with asking for help. Right. If you want, if you have so much vested or invested in your hotel or your restaurant and you need help, maybe there's some help you just can't give. Maybe you don't have time to do it. Bring someone else in there to help you. Or maybe she can train you and you can train them because sometimes we don't know where to start. We can't evaluate because we're in we're in it with them. Right. So we're entrenched in it as well. So we can't see what's going on. Can't see the forest for the trees. You ever heard that before? Sometimes that happens, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you you had you need to identify first that I may have a problem here, and I may need to train some people. So you need to bring a third party in to do it. And who else better than Jana Usher? Okay, with Jana Divine Hospitality. Okay, there you go. There you go. Industry news. Hey, you guys know the hotel worker strike is still going on, right? I know that. The media has gotten away from this. I actually stopped mentioning it because I thought it was over. <laughs> no, I didn't think it was over. But it's, it's interesting how, you know, the media is not giving it the attention that they were giving it before. Okay. No one's talking about it now. It's just kind of one of those things that's kind of swept under the carpet, so to speak. But, no, it has not has not been settled. It's still out there. It's still lingering. Um so, yeah, so make sure, well, you know, do your research and just look it up and see why they're on strike and, you know, what hotels are involved. It's over 60 here in Los Angeles. This is only Los Angeles we're talking about, but I understand Vegas is having some issues too. Um, and here in L.A., if, there's, if, if the strike is not enough, there's still a shortage of employees or decent employees to come to work, right? So there's still some, I guess there's some lingering effects of covid as well as the strike, right? So every hotel is not up to up to par as far as um, you know how many employees they have. Uh, they're working with less. They're still that's still happening. That has not changed yet. So just so you know, the hotel workers' strike in LA is still in effect. Okay, just want like I said, just wanted to mention that because the media is not talking about it anymore. So I'm like, well, hey. Let me talk about it. Let me throw it out there. Anyway, the chat box or chat room is open. If you want to make comments, feel free to make the comments. I will put them on the screen in real time. I do that every week. We're all about engagement. Um, I love to, you know, have conversation with people or at least, you know, answer their questions or make comments about their questions or whatever they may have to say. You know, you can do something as, as minimal as, hey, how you doing? What's going on? I'm here. I'm I'm in, you know, wherever you are. I'm in L.A. I'm here. I'm there. And I'll put them on the screen. OK, so there you go. So I do have a topic for today, as always. Right. And it, of course, you know, I come with they come with steps. Right. You know, I'm always I can't have a topic and just be one thing. Right. But this one is I don't know where I came up. You know, every now and then I pull 
I pull them out. You know, I don't know where I get these things from. They just go around in my head somewhere. Um, but I, you know, I pull them out and, you know, I get them from somewhere. There's always some motivation for why, I, you know, put certain questions out there or talk about certain topics. Hospitality sales managers steps to self-evaluation. What does that mean? Self-evaluation? Do salespeople have to self-evaluate themselves? Well, I think they should, right? I think you should know where you are, where you stand for yourself, right? Because I know we get evaluated what once a year or whatever, however your you know, your director does it or whatever, they're required to do that. But sometimes we need to we need to know what our measure, measuring stick is. Where do we stand as far as certain things are concerned? And a lot of things we can do on our own just to see where we are. Are we a good sales manager versus maybe we're just mediocre or whatever? But these are just, I had like 10 to 12, but I think I just came up with my top seven. Okay, so out of the 12 that I came up with, I said, you know what, I'm not going to go over all 12 of, of these. Let me come up with like seven good ones. Hopefully they're good for you, right? But um, I just think it's important that, because, you know, I was having a conversation, like I said, these topics come because I'm having conversations with people, people that are in the industry. They could be directors. They could be general managers. They could be VPs. I mean, you know, just I have conversations with a lot of people. And and I was saying, and they were telling me that, well, you know, they had some issues with some employees or whatever. And, and I said, well, are they good employees? I mean, have, you, have they been evaluated? And, you know, at this time, this person had not been evaluated. I said, well, I mean, that could be part of it. Or maybe you need to sit down and evaluate this person or have a conversation with them and see where they are in this process. And I just thought to myself, I was like, you know what? A self-evaluation. So salespeople will know exactly where they stand themselves, right? And there's a criteria, right? So I'm going to go over that, right? So some people don't look at it like that. Some people say, well, my director should be giving me everything. Well, yeah, your director should, but that's not always the case. Okay, and sometimes we need to take it upon ourselves to see where we are based on some of these, you know, these steps I'm going to throw out there. So self-evaluation is a valuable tool for personal and professional growth. Here are several suggestions for a hotel sales manager to self-evaluate their performance, because I think that's important, right? We need to know where we stand, at least even if it's with ourselves, right? But a couple of these involve getting some other people involved in this and asking them. So there you go. Number one, set clear goals. Now this is setting clear goals for yourself, right? Establish specific, measurable, and time-bound goals for your sales efforts. Your goals should align with the hotel's revenue targets and business objectives. Okay. Yeah. You know, revenue goals, right? You should be given revenue goals, right? So, but I know some hotels that they don't give revenue goals. They keep that stuff close to their whatever, close to the vest. I don't want, and I don't understand that. I've never been a director where I didn't have the access to numbers, access to revenue goals, uh, sales related goals, all those uh, specific things that are important, not just to the department, to me as a director, but it's important to my salespeople because they need to know what to strive for. They need to know what to work for. But I'm coming across more and more hotels that are in a lot of these are independents, right? They're independent hotels 
Um, and they're not giving those information out there. They're just letting people out there just to hopefully you're doing okay. Sink or swim mentality. I'm like, I never understood that. I never even got that before, but thank God I didn't come up in that era where people weren't sharing information with me. So it's up to us as directors to, to give that information, to find that information and share that, share that information because if they're responsible for it, they need to know, right? They need to know exactly where they are, where they stand. So, Find out that information. If you don't have that information, if you don't know per month what your goals are for your market segment, you need to find out. Okay, but set clear clear goals for yourself. Establish specific, measurable, and time bound goals for your sales efforts. If that's the number of calls you need to make, if that's how many uh, lunches you need to have, that's how many trips you need to take. Whatever it is, make sure that they're measurable and make sure we are doing those things, right? And we have a list. So if someone asks you, you say, oh, here, there it is. It's right here. You know what I mean? If you have Delphi or whatever kind of CRM system that you guys use, make sure you put everything in there because you're only as good as the information you put into the system, right? And what's the old thing with Delphi? If it's not in Delphi, it doesn't exist or something like that. I can't remember exactly how we used to phrase that, but I think that's what it was. If it's not in Delphi, it doesn't exist, right? Meaning you didn't do it. We don't know anything about it. So you don't want it ever to come back to that. Like, well, you didn't put it in there, so it must not exist, right? You said you went and you had all these client events. Well, I don't see it. I ran your activities report and I don't see it. Well, because you didn't put it in there, you have to log everything in there. Okay, so your goal, your goals should align with your hotel's revenue targets and business objectives. So whatever that is, make sure it's in there. Okay, the second one, and you can see at the bottom of the ticker uh, exactly what I'm talking about: uh, hotel sales managers' uh, steps to what is this? Steps to something? I don't know. Um, self steps to self evaluation. I'm sorry. Uh, number two, keep detailed records. Maintain organized records of your sales activities, including leads, client interactions, contracts, and revenue generated. Um, yeah, and revenue generated. This will help your you track your progress. So once again, I said if it's not in Delphi. It doesn't exist. So make sure whatever your CRM system is, you make sure you use it to its utmost capability. You're putting all the information in there, all the calls you made, all the emails you did. Make sure you you can copy and paste the emails and put it into your system. Right. So they're there so they can pull that information. They can pull those reports and they'll see all your notes in there as well. So those things are important that we put that stuff in there. Sometimes we forget. I know we get busy. Well, I didn't get have time to do it. Well, you're measured on that. So this is a self-evaluation. This is for you. Right. But you need to have this. And that way, you know exactly where you are as well. They may know they're looking at your reports, but you need to know where you are because at the end of the day, they're going to be calling you and say, hey, well, hey, let's let's do a one on one. You know, those one on ones that we have you're supposed to have every week, but maybe you have once a month or whatever. Well, regardless of when you have them, you need to make sure you're ready when you have them. So that way, if you put everything in, in your system, you just run reports for yourself and, you know, and it jives with whatever they ran. Right. So, you know, you're excited. You're up to date on everything. Right. So that's how it should work. But sometimes it does. And sometimes we get busy. And I understand. Number three, reviews, review sales metrics, 
regularly analyze key performance indicators. These are KPIs. What is a KPI? Key performance indicator. I just said that. Such as revenue growth, conversion rates, and lead generation. Compare your performance against past periods and set benchmarks. Past periods. Every, you're always, cons- always uh, compared to last month, last year, last quarter. Okay, so make sure you're looking at that and like, um, okay, well, I'm over last year, um, but I'm a little below this, you know, this particular quarter or this particular month or whatever. So just make sure you know where you are and how you can, how can you fix it? You know, how can you fix it? Is it the end of the month already? Uh, if you're not at the end of the month, maybe you're at mid-month and you're pacing a little behind, what do you need to do to, to fix it? You need to call more clients? You need to go see, be in front of more clients? What do you need to do? You know, based on your segment, like if it's a, you know, a business transient segment that you have, BT, uh, maybe you can call up, you know, some of your clients that are local and say, hey, um, do you have anything coming in? If it's a group market, that may be a little harder because not, not, not a lot of people plan groups at the last minute. You know what I mean? So, but you want to make sure you stay on top of that stuff. So review sales metrics. Next one, number four, and it's only seven of these, so just relax, okay? You, we're going to get through them. Assess client relationships. Evaluate the strength and depth of your client relationships. Consider factors like client retention, repeat business, and customer satisfaction. If you're losing clients, you're not taking care of them. Someone's not taking care of the clients, right? So if you're, you know, you're not getting any repeat business, your clients are not staying with you, uh, the customers are complaining that, you know, this place sucks. I'm not coming back here. It may not be that you suck, but it could be that their, their experience or the people that they have staying at the hotel, their experience is subpar. So maybe you need to bring that to someone's attention. The, these clients are leaving because or they're not, they're not rebooking because of what's going on, you know, during their stay. Their experiences are not good. Well, what are those experiences? You cannot, you don't know that until you find out from your client, right? You have to have these conversations. So assess clients' relationships. What is going on? If there's something amiss, you need to follow up with your client and see what is going on and then share that stuff with your director. Uh, Maybe it can be a joint meeting with your director, the GM, um, the director of operations or front office manager, whatever it is, wherever the issue lies, you need to make sure you communicate those things because at the end of the day, I hate saying that at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, you're going to be evaluated by, okay, client retention, repeat business, and customer satisfaction because that's going to equal revenue, right? And if you're a lack of revenue, they're going to look, look at you and say, hey, well, what's the issue? Well, if you, didn't, if you weren't for, forthcoming and brought that information to them before it became an issue, then you're going to be like, well, then it's going to be like you're just grasping at straws. But if you know ahead of the curve, if you're ahead of the curve and you're like, hey, there's an issue right here. Let me let my director know. I need to have a meeting with my director, my GM, as well as the director of rooms because the issue is a rooms issue. It's not, it's not a sales issue. It's not because I'm not doing my job. It's because their people are having subpar experiences when they come in. So you need to make sure you know those things. Communication is the key in sales. If you don't, people, if pe- people don't think, you know, a lot of people, uh, when you work in sales, they think they're on this island by themselves sometimes, and they don't think they need to communicate with other departments. I can say that because I've been in that situation before, so I want to hear it. 
But we have to be able to communicate. You know, we need to communicate with our director. Our director needs to be able to communicate with the front office, whatever their manager, director rooms, or whatever the issues are. We need to make sure we let them know what's going on. Get the GM in there as well. Let them know what is going on so this is not an issue that continues to, you know, to go on and on and on and next you know all our clients are leaving. And that's not what you want, right? So you want to make sure that communication, the lines of communication are open and they stay open, okay? But it all comes back to you. They're your clients, right? And you have to follow up and make sure they're being taken care of. You know, what's going on? Hey, I know you had like three people come stay with us. How was their stay? Oh, their stay was lousy. This happened, that, like, oh, my God, really? I didn't know that. Well, you didn't know because, you know, now you're asking and they're telling you. Well, can you tell me detailed information? Take that information back. Share it with your director. Your director would hopefully, you know, they say, well, let's have a meeting together. And because that's better if you have meetings together. And that way there's nothing lost in translation, okay, if, because a lot of times we give information to our director, our director meets with the GM, and the GM meets with the director rooms, and by the time it gets to that person, that's third-hand information, and the information is just totally changed. No. All three of you get together. You. It's your client. Your, your direct report, who is your director of sales and marketing, um, the general manager, and the director rooms, because it's their, their, um, the issue is coming from that department. So there's four people in this meeting. You know, but you facilitate the meeting. You let them know what's going on. There you go. All right. So, and this happens. It it, it does happen. I mean, these things happen. But you know, you have to take control of over it because it will. It can get out of control real quick. Number five: solicit feedback from directors or general managers or general manager. Where is that at? Feedback. Actively seek feedback from clients through surveys or post event. Evaluations. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's wrong. That's not what I was looking for. I have two of those. Feedback from superiors. Okay, I'm sorry. Seek feedback from your superiors, like your general managers or director of sales. Or, yeah. They can provide insights into your strengths and areas of improvement. So make sure you solicit feedback. From like, yeah, I mean, I get, am I a good salesperson? From your GM, from your direct report, your like your director of sales and marketing, or from another department like director rooms. Hey, what have you heard about me? What's going on out there? You know, let them, ask them. You solicit the feedback, but be ready to hear because everything is not going to be all um, you know, you know, rah rah. Okay, rah rah. Sis, kumbaya. It ain't gonna be all that. It ain't gonna be a kumbaya moment. Okay. It can be some, a reality check, too. So, but it's okay to ask for that feedback because you never know how you're perceived by other people. Are you a good salesperson? Are you a good person? Are you taking care of business? Are you taking care of your clients? Um, are you making things smooth, you know, as far as, you know, transition from them checking in to, you know, when they leave and all this kind of stuff? Because did we set things up? Did we make the reservation? Did we... Make sure we put all their requests in there. All that stuff matters when a guest checks in and they didn't get the the uh, featherless or the foam pillow, you know what I mean, or whatever the heck it was, or that amenity basket that you're going to send everybody that checked in for the first time. If you didn't communicate that to people, how are they going to know? So make sure you ask for feedback, like, hey, what's going on? What are people saying? What do you think about my sales skills? What do you, you know? Evaluate me. 
It's, but it's, it's opening yourself up, right? But you have to be, you know, as a salesperson, if you want to get better, you have to get feedback. It's not always going to be perfect, okay? And that's good because then you know where you need to work on. Everyone needs to work on something, okay? So direct feedback from your directors or general managers. I think that's the most, one of the most important things. A lot of people don't do that. Competitor analysis. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Of course, my stuff is not in order. I don't know why I did not do that. Competitor analysis. Assess your knowledge of the competitive landscape. Are you aware of competitors, offerings, pricing, strategies, and uh, market positioning? Analyze how this knowledge impacts your sales strategies. Do you know what your competition is doing? Do you know who your competition is? You know, that's a good question right there. Just because it's across the street from you doesn't mean it's necessarily your competition. If you're a 130-room uh, select service hotel and there's a a thousand room convention hotel across the street, that may not be your competition. In fact, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's not, okay, because you have, you're getting different business. You're giving, getting different types of business. You're getting, they're getting more convention business. You're getting, you know, some transit. Maybe you're getting some, you're, you're getting the, the low-hanging fruit because they don't want it. So maybe in, in some respects it could be your competition, but not your direct competition. I mean, you're getting something from them because they're a thousand rooms, 1100 rooms, you're 130 rooms. Um, you may be getting some of the, maybe some of the convention business that can't go there. You may be getting some of that stuff, some residual. So it could be, but make sure you know exactly when you get that business, why you get that business, right? Where that business is coming from. Uh, and what about your other comp set, right? What, who else is in your comp set? So if you don't know what a star report is, Smith Travel Research basically compares, basically your report card, okay? It can be a daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever report card, right? So any given day, any given time, you can look at it and say, okay, this is where we are. This is how we compare to the other seven, eight, six, whatever hotels that are in your competitive set, okay? So if you don't know what that is, if you don't know what those hotels are, you need to ask your director of sales and marketing he or she knows exactly what it is or who they are. So make sure you familiarize yourself with them. Um, you know, are they doing renovations? How big are those hotels? Who are the salespeople over there? Who are the, who's the team over there? You need to be aware of what your competition is doing. Who is their top client? Who are their top clients? Are they stealing business from you? Are they stealing your, stealing your cheese? You know, so <laughs> we need to be aware of who. Who our comp set is and who, who are their top clients? Because you may be able to move some cheese, right? Because in order to move the needle, you have to steal things from your comp set. It doesn't just happen. You have to steal it. That's just how it works. You just got to go get it. So uh, know who that is. Uh, and all these things you, that I'm talking about are self-evaluation. You can do these things yourself. No one has to do it for you. You have to find out information from certain people, right? But you can do these things yourself. You want to position yourself that you're an asset to the hotel, to your general manager, to your director of sales, and an asset to you because you're learning more about not just your hotel, but your comp set. You, you know more than anyone knows about the market segment that you're entrenched in, right? Because that's where you're getting your business from. Everything is tied to that. Okay, so you need to take 
ownership of that. Don't wait for them to come to you. You, when they call you, you you should already have a plan. Okay, yeah, I, I have this. I have you know seven steps that I that I follow all the time, and this is what I do. These are my comp sets. This is what I'm doing with my comp set. I know what they're doing. I know who their clients are. I know all this stuff. That's what you need to do. That's exactly what you need to do. And number seven, feedback from clients. Okay, feedback from clients. Actively seek feedback from clients through surveys or post-event evaluations. This can help you understand their needs and satisfaction levels. Okay, so if you don't know what the heck they need or what they're satisfied with, shame on you. So ask for direct feedback. Hey, Joe Client, hey, um, I understand you had like 10 people come in. Um, can you give me some feedback on everything? Not just from your client, from, from your client standpoint, but from you. How am I, you know, give me some feedback, either from me directly or from the hotel. Ask for that feedback because if you don't get feedback, you don't, you never know what you're missing out on. You never, you may be having a lot of wins and you don't even know it, or you may be having a lot of losses and you don't know it. You won't know anything until you ask the question, give them a call, communicate with them. Like, Hey, I just want to give you that, you know, monthly call, see how things are going. Um, and just have some questions lined up for them. Hey, I just have a couple of questions. I just want to ask. I just want to make sure that we're on the same page and, and I know you had like 10 people here. And I just want to make sure we're doing everything we can to retain those 10 people. You don't want to lose people, right? So throw that out there. Let people know what you're thinking and what you want. Ask for their feedback, okay? And But be ready to hear all the crap that's going to come along with it. And that's okay because, like I said, you can only learn if they tell you, if you open yourself. you got to be vulnerable, right? You're going to... Sometimes we take some some punches, you know, but a lot of times your worst fears will never even come true. Like you think, oh, my God, if I ask that question, they're going to be. You don't know unless you ask. Okay, so ask the question, ask for feedback from your clients directly. Then that way you're not getting this third hand, second hand, you're getting first hand information. Then that way you can let your people know like, hey, this was going on with client A. They love our hotel, but. This is some things that we, I think we need to improve on. Boom. There you go. I think that's the easiest thing to do. But those are seven things that I wanted to go over, you know, self-evaluation, sales manager, self-evaluation. And what I put was hospitality salespeople, right? So it's not just hotel people. You can use the same thing for if you're a DMO or CVB, right? Anything within the hospitality space, you can use these same things because it applies to you guys as well. Okay. But take those seven things, write them down. They're always going to be here. I'm not taking them. I'm not going to delete it. Um, just replay it as much as you need to replay. If you have any questions at all, you can always reach out. But I think these are important. I think it's important that we self-evaluate, especially when we're always concerned about, you know, or I wonder when I'm going to get my goals. I wonder if I, when I'm going to get some type of evaluation. Well, if you self-evaluate yourself, it should go, it should be, coincide with whatever your director or whatever uh, is coming up with as well. And if not, you have something to talk about. Well, I'd say, well, no, I don't agree with that because I did this, 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 and that. And you have documentation of this. Boom. That makes for an interesting review, right? (laughs) Wow. That would be something else, right? If they have something and you go, well, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I put this in whatever Delphi or whatever our CRM is. I just took this out on my CRM. This is exactly what I did. 
This is the roadmap to your success. Okay, those seven steps could be the roadmap to your success as a sales manager. So just make sure you have everything written down. If it didn't, remember, if it doesn't, if it's not in Delphi or whatever your system is, it didn't exist. Just keep that attitude. Just remember that, okay? That's an old thing, right? That's OG, you know. I'm OG, so just remember that. But anyway, I'm sure you guys know that already. So anyway, thank you so much for that. Number, though, the next thing, okay, be intentional. Now we're moving on with the regular show, okay? So just in case these are for people that had never been on the show before, they like, what is this now? Well, the show goes to two o'clock. Okay. So I got other stuff to talk about. So, uh, number one, be intentional. I always mention these things every week. Be intentional, be you, be represented because your representation matters or my representation matters. It matters that I do this show. It matters that, you know, I have amassed this knowledge or whatever from working in 14 different hotels over the course of 25 years. Right. So it's important that I let people know, you know, what I, who I am, what I do and how I can help them. Okay. So, but you got to be intentional about that. Number one is, is be intentional, make decisions and take action on what's important to you. Whatever that means to you, you know, just take all that stuff to heart. Be you meaning don't try to be anyone else. It's hard enough being Russell. I don't need to try to be someone else. Okay. Be, I try to be me, right? I try to put the best podcast or digital show that I can do, right? I'm not trying to, cons- I don't compare myself to everyone else, because I'm me, right? And hopefully they don't compare themselves to me because they're them, right? So we can have the same. This is the thing about digital shows or podcasts. We all could be putting out the same information, right? But because of who we are and our personalities, that's what's different, right? Or, or where we came from, our experiences, we're going to deliver it differently. So it doesn't matter. It can be like a thousand hospitality podcasts delivering the same information, but it's going to be different because of how we present things, right? So just be you. It doesn't matter if there's a hundred other people out there doing it and they're doing the same subject matter, which they're not, but I'm just saying that. It doesn't matter. Just be you, right? And be represented. And it matters that people look like me, that they're represented doing things like this. It just, hey, sorry, I threw it out there, right? It is important to me that, that yeah, because I get it, I get it a lot. Like, um, oh, I didn't know you were doing that. Um, oh, my God, this is cool. You know, I didn't know we could do that. Huh? We? What? We could do whatever we want to do, right? We can put our, just put your best foot forward, okay? Um, if someone tells you you can't do it, just do it anyway, okay? And I'm sorry, I had to take a drink of water. That's for my listing audience. Oh, I didn't mention, this is a podcast as well. So your traditional podcast, meaning the audio portion, this is an audio portion podcast. So once this is over, I uh, upload this to my podcast platform, which is Spotify. And then you can listen to me. Take me on the go. That's what you want to do. So, but anyway, so once again, be intentional, make decisions and take action that are important to you. Number two, be you, because can't nobody else be you. And a lot of times people don't want to be you. And number three, be represented because your representation matters. Or in this case, my representation matters. And this is the this is the um, the lobby, part of the lobby of the Sofitel. Right. So this is the part that overlooks that's valet parking out there. That's where people the the Porta Cachere area, Porta Cachere, Porta Cachere, where people drive up. 
That's what that is. So it was like a little garden out there. And I thought this is a perfect view because I love greenery. I don't know if you guys know that, but yeah, I do. I love the greenery, but you can see the cars out there as well. But, um, but yeah, that's the sofa tail. Just another part of the sofa tail. Uh, what do I do? I think that's what this is. What's this say? What do I do? I'm the brand who helps your brand. So as you can see that, like I said, every time I do a show, it can be uh, on air with Russell of hotels, this live hospitality talk show, or it can be on air with Ru- my daily check-in. Right. So I do that every day. Um, so those are some of the things that I do. Um, I do hotel site selection. I, I'm a content creator. Uh, of course, I'm a, a hospitality personality. You can't be doing one of these things and not be somewhat of some type of personality or whatever. Um, I do trainings for general managers, especially when it comes to sales. But I also do that for sales managers as well. They may be missing some something, you know. And then, of course, if you need to reach me, Russell at RussellofHotels.com is my email. So just make sure... You know, if you have questions at all, you know, don't guess. Don't say, oh, does Russell do this or does he not do it? I can help in so many different ways, um, but I try to limit it to certain things, right, to, like I said, hotel site selection where I uh, assist companies and organizations with finding the right hotel for their meeting or whatever. In fact, I'm going to – I have a meeting starting on Friday of this week. Yeah, so it's at the Belmar Hotel in Manhattan beach. And then next week, no, next week, next month, I just confirmed destination East, which is going to be in Connecticut. I never been to Connecticut before, so I'm going to Connecticut. So that should be fun. And then I fly into like Rhode Island. I'm like, I'm flying into Rhode Island and, but the meetings in Connecticut, then you realize that, you know, there's some States that are that small, right? They border like Cincinnati. And, um, what is that? Is it Ohio and Illinois? Is that, what, is, that, is that what I'm thinking? Where the, 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 um, no, it's, it's Ohio and Kentucky. Okay, Covington, Kentucky. The airport for the Cincinnati International Airport is actually not in Ohio, it's in Kentucky. So I didn't know that until, you know, I started flying in there because my daughter went to school in, in Cincinnati. So I'm like, well, why are we flying into Kentucky? If we're going to Cincinnati, well, it's just, I mean, it's literally like two miles away. But, yeah, the airport for Cincinnati is actually in Kentucky. I didn't, you know. So maybe it's the kind of same thing. I said that to say, you know, maybe Connecticut and Rhode Island are right. Obviously, they are close together. So, But anyway, Destination East, that's where I'm going next month. Uh, Don't worry about the dates. I'll let you know that at a later time. Uh, I was going to IMAX. But I don't think I don't think it's going to work out now. I don't think I'm going to make IMAX because some other stuff has come up. So just in case, I'm sorry. Um, the jury's still out on that. I'm not saying 100 percent that I'm not going to IMAX, but some other things have come up where I may have to um, not go to IMAX. But anyway, who's your best brand advocate? You are right. I don't you know, I'm sorry. I prolonged that one. But, yeah, you are your best brand advocate. You're the one that needs to have the pom-poms. You're the one that has to cheer for yourself, right? Because the more excitement you um, create for your brand, the more people will follow and say, oh, okay, Russell's doing this. Well, if he's excited, well, okay, and he seems to be doing okay, uh, let's be excited for him, okay? But it all starts with you. Just like I've been putting out the brand is you, the brand is you, right? It's not You may represent a brand, but it all starts with you. 
So if you're excited about it, other people will be excited. But you have to be your best brand advocate. You, can, you have to be your advocate first before anyone else is going to do it. Okay, if you're not excited about what you're doing, ain't nobody else going to be excited about it. Just look. Just look around. Like, say, you started something. Like, oh, I started this thing and no one's excited about it. Well, because you're not excited. So the more you're excited, the more they will be. I um, Someone sent me something the other day, and it had to do with, you know, speaking at something. I can't remember what it was. Um, because they said, and I said, well, thank you. And I, I, I said, thank you. With a like a smirk, you know, kind of thing, and a, and a question mark at the end, because they send me this thing, say, "Yeah, you should be a speaker at this, right?" And the one of the topics had to do with personal branding. They said, "You do the best at personal branding. You should be. You should speak at one of these kind of things." And I, like I said, I just sent out an emoji that said, you know, kind of a smirk, like, and then thank you, like with a question mark. <laughs> But you know what? That's for someone else to tell you, right? Because when you're in the trenches, you're not really thinking about, I'm not out there like, oh, I'm doing this because I think I'm uh, the best at personal branding. I mean, I started I, I started where a lot of people are now with nothing, meaning, you know, an idea, right? And like, okay, well, how do I, how do I put this idea into motion? How do I let people know what I'm doing? Um, how do I get other people as excited as I am about what I'm doing. Well, it started with being a brand advocate for myself, right? So that's where this whole thing started. It started off in steps, right? I didn't know exactly where I was going, but I started putting things out, like starting a podcast. I didn't want I started the podcast in 2019, January 2019. I didn't want to go into 2019 um, I didn't want to leave 2018 with the same crap that I had leading into 2018 or to 19. Right. I want something new. I wanted a jump start. So that's when I started on air with Russell of hotels. And from that point on, I became my best brand advocate because no one else was, no one else even thought, you know, what, why are you doing this show? What is this digital? Oh, no, it wasn't a digital show. Then it was a podcast. It was a traditional podcast. Why are you doing that? Uh, who's going to listen to it? You know, that kind of thing. Uh, what are you going to talk about? Are you going to have people on there? Are people going to want to go on there with you? I mean, those are the things that, that you, that I listened to. Right. And 223 shows later, right. I'm still doing this. I'm still, still just as excited as I was when I first started. Right. Only thing now is that I got to do everything myself <laughs> before you know, uh, Sam and Ronan did everything. They were the producers of the show, right? So I just showed up to uh, L.A. Talk Radio, their studios, and everything was, you know, put together. All I had to do was show up, put on this headset, put on a headset, and push two buttons, and we were live, right? Well, well because of that experience, which is a great experience, I learned on how to do some of the things myself. So that's what I'm doing now. So everything I do now is basically produced, directed, um, hosted by me, right? So the photos, the videos, I do all that stuff now, right? So if you don't think I'm my best brand advocate and I'm not excited, well, you ain't been watching, right? So you have to do those things. Those are their steps to get to where you want to go, right? But you have to know what those steps are. You got to be just as excited today as I was, 
you know, two years ago when I first started this or three years ago when I first started it. Um, so, yeah, so you have to be your best brand advocate because no one else is going to be excited, um, as excited as you are. So there you go. Hopefully I, you know, hopefully I've reached some people on that one, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all about you. It's all about you putting out that, you know, that energy, you know, that vibe, if you will. Um, so there you go. What are you doing to keep your brand relevant? What are you doing? I mean, I do this show, right? So this is one of the things that keeps my brand relevant, right? So I do this on air with Russell of Hotels, live hospitality talk show. But it's not just a live show and that's it. It disappears forever. And, okay, the people that weren't on the live, then they're, you know, they missed out. No. I, of course, I would love people to be on the live. So because I love the interaction, I love people when they come on and make comments and all that kind of stuff, which the comment section is open. It just gets you wanting to do that. But it's okay if you don't because the information is there. The information will stay, stay there. Right. So this will be on LinkedIn and YouTube forever. It also, I take that same video or this same video, put it on Facebook, put it on X, which is Twitter. Uh, I'll dissect it or cut it up and put some of it on uh, TikTok as well. So those are the things that you can do. Always use multiple platforms too. Okay. So, but what do you do? Just answer the question. What are you doing to keep your brand relevant? Yeah. So what are you doing? I mean, I know what I do. This is one of the things I do. I do two shows during the week. If it's not on air with Russell of Hotels, which is only on Tuesdays at one o'clock, I do a daily check-in with Russell of Hotels. So the other four days, I do that every, you know, Monday through Friday. This is all done Monday through Friday, right? So five days a week, I'm doing something. So that's 20 times a month, right, that I'm doing something, right? So is that 20 times? Yeah, there you go. Five times four, four weeks in the year, that's 20. Yeah, okay, there you go. So there you go. There you go. So you got to do something to keep your brand relevant. So maybe you're not doing a show, and that's okay. What about being a guest on someone's show? What about posting things? What about doing, you know, videos? I know uh, my friend uh, Alonzo, um, Ernesto Alonzo, sales manager, senior sales manager at the Sheraton Universal um, here in L.A. He does it, right? He's consistent with it. He'll let people know when he's going to different shows. He puts things out there. He puts his brand out there because, you know, that's, that's important, right? So it's important that we do that. It's important that we, if we do those types of things, let people know who we are, what we do, and how we can help. Those are three things we should always know. Okay. So, okay, how do I, how do I increase social media engagement? And my mouth is getting dry. Hold on one second, please. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute you for a second. I was getting a little parched. So thank you so much. I appreciate you um, hanging in there with me, you know, as I, you know, um, wet my beak. <laughs> Every time I say that, I think about, um, I don't know if you guys know, I'm a big Godfather, you know, um, buff, right? So if the Godfather's on, I don't care. Godfather one or two. I don't watch three. I think three is the the worst movie ever. But anyway, one and two, Godfather one and two. I, if I'm flipping channels, I still got, you know, I still got 200 channels, right? So, and if I'm seeing, if I see any Godfather, I don't care where it is in the movie, I'm going to watch it until it's done. Okay, that's just it. I've been doing that for years. So, 
I think I probably watched Godfather one at least, and I may be conservative here, at least 500 times, at least Godfather two, probably 300 times. Okay. So, but anyway, but wetting, I did, the reason I thought of that was wetting, you know, I just want to wet my beak. Now, if you guys watch Godfather two, that line was in that, in that particular movie. So, but anyway, I don't know why I talked about that, but how do I increase social media engagement? <laughs> uh, I just want to wet my beak. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Consistency is one thing. How do I increase social media engagement? Be consistent. You have to be consistent. I consistently do these things, right? I've done 223 on air with Russell of Hotels live hospitality talk shows, right? So that's consistency. And I do on air the, the daily um, check-ins uh, four times a week as well, right? So Monday through Friday, I do that. So there you go. So you got to be consistent, right? Um, what else? You got to add value. Make sure you're adding value. So hopefully someone's adding, getting value from this. I see Lonnie Wolf in the house. Happy Tuesday, ROH, FYI. I can do Marlon's voice. <laughs> Another Godfather fan. See, that's what I'm talking about. So that's from Lonnie Wolf. So I put his comment right there on the screen. So feel free. Like I said, if you make comments, just like Lonnie Wolf did. Thank you so much. He's out there in Florida. Appreciate you. Um, he also says, let me move that down. Consistency 365. Russell's the real deal. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So, yeah. So, B, how do you, how do I increase social media engagement? Be consistent. Add value. And then the third one is. Uh, be authentic or be real. Once again, you know, it's either you need to be authentic or be real. They're both the same thing. But, yeah, be authentic, be you. No one else can be you, right? And no one else wants to be you. And you shouldn't want to be someone else. Okay, so the next one. Um, use different platforms. Use various platforms, okay? So um, I've been canceled before. I've been canceled on a couple platforms before. Uh, for say for doing something, I don't you know. I didn't think it was illegal, but um, you know, Ill, Ill, illegal in terms of you know some of what some of the platforms require you to do, right? But I didn't think I did anything wrong. But anyway, um, use various platforms because you never know when one could cancel you. Okay, so I use. I'm not saying use every platform, but if I get canceled on Instagram, I should be able to go to Twitter, um, Facebook, TikTok. You know, YouTube shorts, I should be able to do those things. Right. So do one form of content, but post it on multiple platforms, just like this video here, this 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 show that I'm doing right now. I'm doing this one time, but I'm going to put on multiple platforms. It's already going to be on LinkedIn and YouTube. OK, that's two. We'll put it on Facebook. I'm going to put it on um, um, Twitter. OK, so that's four platforms. So I'm just doing this one time but I'm putting it on four different platforms. That's what I'm talking about. Cross pollinate, put your information out there for the world to see, not just one particular platform because only one platform, those not may not be the people that really roll with you or rock with you or support you. It may not be, or maybe just be a few of them, right? So make sure 
you know where the people that row with you, that support you, that are going to do business with you, where are those people located? What platforms are they on? They're not on every platform. I'm telling you that now. Okay, so just figure it out. It ain't that hard to do. Uh, who's hiring? And now meet eats real quick. It was already two o'clock. Oh my god! Have I been have I been talking that long? Have I been talking that long? Uh, who's hiring? Okay, real quick. Hotel per LA. They're always looking for somebody over there. Um, they're looking for a director of sales and marketing. That that got reposted, right? So hotel per LA or hotel per law. They are located downtown. Okay, downtown LA. In fact, I posted things about them all the time. I love that hotel, to be honest with you. And it's actually a autograph collection, a Marriott autograph collection hotel. So there you go. So yeah, so they're looking for a director of sales and marketing. Four Point Sheraton in Culver City. They're looking for a sales manager, a business travel sales manager, and a group sales manager. Was well, one and the same. So one one position, two market segments. Uh, the Langham and Pasadena. They're looking for a director of conference services. Uh, Holiday Inn Express in North Hollywood. No ho. They're looking for a dual director of sales. I don't know if that's two properties, two brands. I'm not sure, but they're looking for a dual director of sales. And then the proper in Santa Monica. And that is two propers. There's one downtown LA and then there's one in Santa Monica. So um, they're looking for a director of sales and marketing at the, the proper in Santa Monica. Okay. That's been kind of lingering around for a while too. And it just got reposted. So all these things that I share with you, meaning the jobs, these are within a week old. I'll never, I never talk about and never post anything that jobs that are outside of a week because, you know, everybody's already applied for them, but there's like either today, no more than four days old. Okay. And it can come from, you know, last week, maybe last Friday or whatever, but yeah. So, so don't worry about it. I mean, you're not going to get some old stuff that I just said, Oh, I'm just going to pull out and just let people know. No, these are pretty new. Um, ROH, the three P's we're almost done. We're almost done. Um, three P's, purpose, passion, and perseverance. Purpose, know why you do what you do. You know, say, know your why. Yeah, know why you do what you do, right? I know I do this show because I want to share with people that passion for hospitality. Uh, I want to, you know, let people know that uh, my job is to showcase your brand. I'm the brand that shows off your brand. I'm a brand show off. That for the most part, that's what I am. I am a brand show off. Yes, I do other things, but the most things I do or most of the things that I do is show off your brand because it's all about you. It ain't about me. It's about showcasing your brand like I'm doing right now. That's the Sofitel Hotel. That's their restaurant in the Sofitel Hotel based in Beverly Hills or located in Beverly Hills. Uh, passion. Either you have it or you, or you don't. If you don't have passion for what you do, what should you do? Do something else and perseverance. Be consistent, continue to evolve. Don't give up and just swerve when you need to. Don't pivot. You know, that means you're stuck in whatever mess that you're in. But if you swerve, you see it in the horizon and I'm going to swerve around that. I'm not going to go through it. I'm going to swerve around it. Okay. I'm going to make a conscious decision and swerve around this crap that I see in the horizon. That's the difference between swerving and pivoting. I don't use the P word. I use the S word. So anyway, I believe that's it. 
But this is the Sofitel. This is their outside patio that I mentioned, right? So you can, I guess you can eat out there. You can have your, there's, there's a bar right there. You can have some cocktails. They probably have some music out there. Can you just imagine yourself out there? See, there's a bar right there, right? I can just imagine myself with a drink with an umbrella in it, you know, just chilling, right? That doesn't look like that's Beverly Hills, right? That looks like that's some place in Mexico or something. I don't know. But it's, it just doesn't look like it's Beverly Hills right across from the Beverly Center on the corner of Beverly Boulevard and La Cienega. It don't look like that, okay? So so just imagine you just out there, just a couple of cocktails, doing some networking or just hanging out with some friends and things like that. That's what I imagine myself doing, okay? So, but there you go. So that's it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels, live hospitality talk show. Remember, it is every Tuesday at 1 o'clock PST. That's California time. I'm based, I'm based here in L.A., uh, although I do travel a lot, but I am based here in L.A. I do a daily check-in, daily, Monday through Friday, or I guess that would be Monday... Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, because on Tuesday I do this this show, right? So I don't do the daily check-in on the day that I do this show. But but check it out. It's here on the same platform on LinkedIn and YouTube. Always going to be LinkedIn and YouTube at the same time, okay? So that is it. Thank you again, Lonnie Wolf. Appreciate your comments. You guys are always welcome to make comments at any time. I'm all about engagement and being active and answering questions or answering comments or whatever. So you guys have a great day. Thank you again. A great week. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for joining On Air with Russell of Hotels. Please tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. as we talk to other hospitality professionals. Your feedback is important to Russell. Feel free to email him at russell at russellofhotels.com with any questions or suggestions. Until next time, try not to be a person of success, rather become a person of great value.